el galán del merengue, Eddie Herrera, llega a Nueva York con su espectáculo agradecido. Un concierto exclusivo para Lehman Center. El sábado 9 de marzo, 8 de la noche. Luego de sus exitosos conciertos internacionales, Eddie Herrera regresa a New York en grande. Artistas invitados, José Alberto el Canario, Miriam Cruz y la actuación especial de Wilfrido Vargas. Eddie Herrera, agradecido para todo New York. Sábado 9 de marzo, 8 de la noche, en Lehman Center for the Performing Arts. Reserva llamando al 718-968-8835 o en limancenter.org. Produce Raposo Events. Mambo in the City Salsa Podcast is brought to you by Lehman Center for the Performing Arts. Please visit lehmancenter.org. Check out their calendar. Upcoming concerts include La Sonora Ponceña, La India, Eddie Herrera, and a whole lot more. Again, for more information, please visit LehmanCenter.org. Bro, can somebody tell me how it's March already? It's like the spring is knocking, stomping on the door. I know on my part this weekend, I had a baby shower to photograph out in the flatlands and in Brooklyn. To me, Brooklyn is another planet. You know, I mean, I live in the Bronx, so the flatlands, eso fue lejísimo. But we got it done. A beautiful one-year birthday for this uh, little baby girl. out uh, Like I said, out in Brooklyn. Great family. A lot of people ask me, what's my favorite part about being a photographer? And I would say, I would say in this case, with a one-year-old, you know, when the abuelos and the abuelas show up and they grab the one-year-old and they stand in front of that beautiful backdrop, you know, those are the ones that, that are the most delicate because, again, you know, the grandparents, the great-grandparents, and a lot of times the families forget that the photos are about the one-year-old, you know, later in their life. So shouts to them. Really, really appreciate it. From there, we headed out back to the Bronx because esa lluvia estaba. I needed a you know a paddle and a, and, a, and a boat to get me from Brooklyn back to the Bronx. That that traffic between the Barclays Center was absolutely crazy. Got home, super tired, knocked off for a little while, and then said, "Bro, you have to go to the Lehman Center to check out Andy Montañez." Well, what, what are you doing? What are you doing, bro? So, quick shower and headed toward the Lehman Center for the Performing Arts. And bro, I'm so glad I did. Because Andy Montañez this past weekend was off the hook. And you want to talk about a legend. The guy's voice is absolutely phenomenal still. You know, he had a stellar band up there backing him up. The night included Tito Puente Jr., the 80 Torres dancers. And estaba empaquetado in Lehman Center. Let me say it again. Estaba empaquetado in Lehman Center. Let's listen in to El Niño de live from the Lima Center this past week. Oye, oye esto.
Damn, it had been a minute since I've seen Andy Montaigne. I think the last time was 2018 at the Ford Amphitheater over there in Coney Island. They had the late Tito Rojas. I remember my boy Celso Clemente actually performed with Andy Montaigne. the late Celso Clemente, who we lost this past December. And also on stage was Andy Cito, the late Andy Cito Montaigne. So great memories there from past concerts. But that was the last time I saw Andy. And what can I say? Watching him from stage and photographing him, I thought about time to saw him at LQ in New York City. And how I think I got to see him once or twice with a Gran Combo, which they should do ASAP because, you know, Andy, in his sueño, you know what I'm saying? And it's, it's time. Sometimes you just got to do the concerts and include the legends, bro. Bring back the legends and don't miss the legends, as I always say. And also shouts to the Lehman Center for putting together such an amazing concert. And the Bronx, uh, they cheered on Andy as he left the stage and... Quien sabe when Andy Montaigne will be back in New York City, hopefully soon. Coming up on the show, Tito Puente Jr. Stick around, guys. This is the Mambo in the City Salsa Podcast, sponsored by the Lehman Center. What's up, Adrian? Going express today. Going express. <laughs> <laughs> Looking good, everybody. Saludos a todos. Bro, where is Air Force One Mambo Park? <laughs> It's parked right now in Philadelphia. What? Well, I flew to Philly to get to New York. And the reason why is because I wanted to, I actually wanted to stop by and get a Philly cheesesteak. And I did. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to go to Philadelphia first. I knew I had a couple of hours. So let me go to Philly instead of, you know, I usually fly to Newark or LaGuardia, you know. But uh, I said, let me go to Philly. And I do the drive. And I wanted a cheesesteak so best. So I did go today. I'm being honest with you guys. I went to Gino's and Pat's right there, the heart of the city. <laughs> and got down with a Philly stakes up. But I shouldn't be saying that too loud. We're in this Yankee jersey, man. You know. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> well, how, but, how was it? Was it good? Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was fantastic. I love I love Philadelphia, city of brotherly love, but you know, I, I left the Air Force One mumble there. And I'll go back and pick it up at the end of this week or something <laughs> until I go back to Florida. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, every time it gets cold over here, I think of you because you were in Miami. I got a Miami background. Yeah. Make you feel at home. When did you when did you actually move to Miami? I'm, I've lived in South Florida for the past 30, 30 plus years. I'm going to say 32 years. I moved right uh, after Hurricane Andrew. So that was 1992, October. And then, uh, or September, October, and then right there, um, I think it was about December, January of '93 is why I said I'm going down there. You know, who I moved down there with. I moved down there with John Dandy Rodriguez's son, David Rodriguez. Come on, bro. We are we were roommates for many years. So I, me and him, said let's go down where somewhere where it's. We went and visited first. We fell in love with Miami Beach, and. My dad said, well, you want to move out? You want to go over there? And I, I'm not going to pay your rent, but here's the keys to, you, to my car. She gave, he gave me a Mercury Cougar. Wow. And gave me a little bit of bread. And Dandy did that to his son. And we moved down there and we never turned back. <laughs> that was it. Amazing. Fresh out of college. <laughs> wow, bro. That's amazing. Let me ask you, how many times did this go around the world? This amazing uh, tribute to your dad via Google. Uh, probably it's still going around the world, but I would say as, as far as views, at least 20 million. And that's just in certain countries. Now it's so broad. It's got to be in the 50 million mark. 
probably even close to 75 million. But a lot of people saw that because that was uh, out for a year and a half so far. So, yes, definitely over 20 million views. I've seen it on Google. It's one of the highest viewed Google Doodles ever. And if you look at all the history of Google Doodles, Dito Puente was one of the highest ones there. Incredible. That is incredible. And it was I was shocked. I mean, I didn't even know it was going to play like that and have, the, you know, the story and the cartoons. It was just beautiful. I, I loved it. You know, yeah. and, uh, congratulations, because that's that's something that, you know, you don't see every day. I had to keep that on the wraps for like a good year. So Google reached out to me earlier uh, and they said, we, we want to do something for Hispanic Heritage Month. And they called me up, in, I think, in January. So I had to, you know, silence my mouth for like months. They're like, sign an NDA. Don't tell nobody. We want to do this big, huge thing on the beginning of, uh, of, of or right there in the middle of Hispanic Heritage Month. It came out on October 11th or somewhere in there. And it just popped up and it goes for 24 hours. And it got over 20. It got about – I was counting the views as people were watching as it really transcended uh, the inspirational – you know, world of music to everybody around the planet. It went from, it started in Bali, then to Australia. And then as it kept going, then it hit the United States. We're always the last to know everything as far as the world turning. So it already hit about maybe 15 million views by the time it got to United States. And then it skyrocketed really like to another 10 million views just in the U.S. alone in about two hours or an hour. That's beautiful. It's really this is not a t-shirt to this is a really great t-shirt actually yeah man it's that i got a t-shirt but man that's a good a good idea it's a little bit different this one's a centennial t-shirt that's this nice is, uh, yeah we just we just finished manufacturing these this is the centennial official centennial tito puente t-shirt it's a subjugated shirt which means that it's colors everywhere got the nice puerto rican flag there here's the back of it oh beautiful about it? i don't know what size are you man i'll get you one of these i got i got XL, double XL, triple X, large. What you want? <laughs> if I wear that thing, your, your dad's going to be like, you know, uh, a billboard. A billboard in there. It still looks good on that. That's but cool. yeah, we've, uh, we got the Centennial shirts. And uh, I thank Google again, man. That was great to see that, that they did that. What a historical thing. That's amazing. Yeah. And, uh, again, we were talking about your dad, you know, how he took the world by storm and changed. Even now, bro. The Timbales of today, they they blueprinting Tito Puente, you know, and, and rightly so. Um, you know, he's missed. I mean, what yeah. can you see? We had a beautiful shot. It was a handsome. It looks like my son there, Tito Puente Jr. Jr. <laughs> but my father had the kinky hair, if you look at it, because he got that he got that black in him from my grandmother, Ercilia Ortiz. My grandmother was from uh, Puerto Rico, and she had she was dark-skinned, mulatica. And she had the, the, the kinky hair. That's where my father gets it from. Because my grandfather, I believe his hair, well, I, I never got to meet him. But uh, I believe he had more of the straight curls. But that's really a tight knit, man. He got that fro going on there. <laughs> what are you doing? You sleeping, Tito? You sleeping there? Yeah, man. I don't have the fro thing, but I don't have the white hair either. That's me sitting on, uh, well, laying there, passed out. <laughs> on my father's shoulder. And that's, of course, is your meteorologist in New York, Audrey Puente, right there, probably at the age of one or two years old. Yeah, wow. she was one year older than me. So she's got to be one there. That's big for a one year old. And I'm a newborn, straight up. Wow, bro. Mira eso. Look at that heavy metal head right there, laying there. <laughs> <laughs> bro, on the way to work, I mean, I missed the news in the morning, but I, I kid you not, I just picked up my phone and I'm listening to Puente all the time on the way to work. 
I love that. This is one of my favorite albums, um, which has Separla Tambien, which is legend. My favorite album. What a great record. And and my father was very young on the cover of that. So you're looking at 1924, 25. He must have been maybe one or two years old, maybe even three on that. But uh, great stuff. And there's a great shot of pop right there with the beautiful timbales, LPs. That's Mr. Bobby Rodriguez, who we miss dearly in the background there. He's a fantastic bass player, sorely missed in the music world. And and pop looks good there with the white hair. I'm going to say this picture was in the 80s, maybe late 80s. Uh, I'm not going to say the 90s because he looks a little flaquito, but he had the white hair in the 80s for sure. That's amazing, bro. Yeah. Let me Let me ask you, you know, what are your goals in terms of 2024? Uh, because right now you're on Air Force Mambo One casi todos los días. You're dando la vuelta al mundo casi todos los días. You know, you know, I'm going to learn how to fly the damn thing. Um, you know, I got to tell you, I've celebrated. So my wife gave me this idea. She said, you know, you're celebrating your father's centennial anniversary of his life. He was born April 20th, 1923 in Spanish Harlem, New York City, in Harlem Hospital, to be exact. And we wanted to celebrate Tito Puente's entire life. I love that photo. Look at that, Mr. Ray Barreto right there. And of course, Santito Colón as well. Some great, great musicians my father worked with. Um, I wanted to celebrate Tito Puente's uh, centennial through the entire year for a full year. So I'm going to go from April 20th all the way to April 20th of this year. So with with that being said, I want to uh, continue the centennial tour. We are doing some great dates. I'm, they're taking me out. The, the agents are great. I love my agents, my booking agents. So thank you to all of them. They really are supportive in promoting me. And you guys always follow me on my social media. It's like, where is he now? And I like the most... I go to obscure places, man. Really wild. <laughs> you had like 127,000 followers on social media. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's 157 yeah. on Facebook and like 50,000 on Instagram and Twitter's another 10. And so I got a lot of people following me, but it's mostly I tell everybody, well, we want to know where they're all at. And I said, they're all in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> But the most of the concerts I'm doing are around the United States and maybe coming to a city near you. We're going to Australia this year oh in October to celebrate the centennial of Tito Puente. We'll also be hitting Hawaii once again. I'm playing at the Blue Note in Hawaii in October as well. So I'll be going to Austra- uh, Hawaii first and then, of course, to Australia. And then I'm doing a really big concert May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, in Rondondo Beach, California with ZZ Top. Oh, man. I think I have- And uh, that whole weekend consists of Seal, ZZ Top, Sting, Incubus. Man, there's the flyer right there. Look at all those great bands. I mean, these are all – they stick look Tito Puente Jr. in there. Like Mr. Mr. Little Mambo Me is in there. <laughs> With all those superstars, platinum selling, Grammy Award winning, you know, artists and Devo. I love Devo. Yeah. Um, my, it's so funny because a lot of those artists that are uh, in bands that are on this bill, um, my kids know. So some of them are young and some of them are, are older, like, you know, Sting. And and then, of course, you got Tito Puente Jr. in there doing the music of Tito Puente. And it's a beautiful concert. It's going to be in Redondo Beach. Get your tickets for that. It's called Beach Life Festival. Wow. And that's going to be a big one. And then we're doing a whole bunch of slew of dates. Billings, Montana, Boise, Idaho. Uh, we're going to Lone Tree, Colorado, Aspen, Colorado. And, of course, I'll be celebrating – uh, with John Dandy Rodriguez in Las Vegas on May the 4th, the day before in Las Vegas. I'll be with him. 
So all the concerts, uh, all the tickets and info is at my social media at Tito Puente Jr. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I didn't say Twitter. It's called X now, right? <laughs> X, TikTok. So you can find all the information there. But I encourage you guys to get tickets and check it out. I love it, bro. What's the most challenging part of being the son of Rey Tito Puente, you know, and, and, and traveling? And, you know, what, what's the most challenging part that you obviously overcome over time? And I'll be transparent with you, my brother, you know, and we had this conversation before um, that it was very difficult for me growing up being the son of legend and an icon like that. And when you come to one of my concerts, um, the spirit of Tito Puente is there. But however, you, you probably will not um, see me play like my father. It's hard yeah. to emulate him. It's hard to play the skill set that he had. But what I do is try to present the 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 actual arrangements and compositions that he left for us for the new generation to understand what 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 he was about. So let's say the kid who was born in 2001 never got to see Tito Puente live. Well, you come and check us uh, check out you know Tito Puente Jr. in concert, and you're going to hear that music. I'm going to capture the spirit of Puente, and then we also have a big screen behind us. That's what's cool about this Centennial tour. We have a big screen. You'll see it on Saturday. Show you exclusive images of Tito Puente at home, Christmas time, family photos, stuff that we're all part of a documentary that we're putting out uh, from the Tito Puente estate. We're very excited about it. It's coming together brilliantly. We're, I wanted to take my time with it. We're overseeing the project, and I want to make sure my family is completely involved so they get to view, view and see what we're going to present to the world. The story should be told a documentary for it, maybe hopefully a biopic in the future, but that's what's uh, what people should expect when they come see me. And I've always believed that I'm a vehicle or a vessel to bring the new generation that didn't understand or know who Tito Puente was. Puente means bridge in Spanish. I'm trying to connect the two generations together. And I think that was probably the most difficult part about growing up being his son. I didn't couldn't find my footing in that And people are always comparing me to him. But at this point in my life, now that I'm 50, I'll be 53 years old this year. Oh. I, yeah, man. <laughs> But I'll be, I, I, I've come to terms on my purpose and how I project myself. And I choose to make my father proud and continue his legacy. That's what he wanted. He wanted people to hear his music around the world. And radio stations and fans and people around the world still love his music. And I always channel his spirit everywhere I go. That's amazing, man. And it must be an emotional, at times, emotional for you because you have the Timbal right in front of you. Yeah. You, know, you have those memories in front of you, the, you know, the sound, all those all those things that, you know, that come with playing in front of a, you know, a live, a live crowd. Uh, Carnegie Hall is one of those legendary places. And I got the opportunity to perform there, too, as well. I never performed there. And I did it with um, Mojo Rimba. They, we did this beautiful tribute to Tito Puente. So I got an opportunity to perform there as well. But Tito Puente, I remember being a kid. And I remember the backstage area, the piano there, and the whole thing. What a great room, the sound. And my father performed there for the JVC Jazz Festival. Ooh, wow. Yeah, old school. And they used to have at Carnegie Hall all the time. A lot of uh, fans might remember that. Um, but my father headlined Carnegie Hall quite a few times throughout his entire career, uh, throughout the 70s and 80s, as a matter of fact. Yeah. He was one of the first Latin band leaders to headline Carnegie Hall at that time. Wow. And I met your dad for the first time at Carnegie Hall. Yeah. I'll, I'll never forget the moment, bro. I saw him walking up the, that, the, the ramp and I said, here comes Tito. I was like, I was yeah. with my grandmother. I, wow. saw, I, I remember it in slow motion, a great moment. You know, I shook his hand and, 
and I, I couldn't believe it. You know, I really good history, it. good history. And that must have been so. You were very young because you said you were fresh out of high school. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you, well, that was Ibeto. So you saw him probably prior to that. I couldn't believe it. I, oh, to this day, I one of the greatest memories ever, other than seeing him at the Copacabana one time. Yeah. I'll never forget, I was passing in front of the stage because the Copa uh -huh. at the time was massive. And he did a rim shot. Mm -hmm. And it scared the shit out of me, bro. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it, but it was thud. Bah, wow. I, was, I, I was the driver. Those of you might not know, I was the driver and slash bamboy with Ralphie Barbosa, who was the bamboy of the Tito Puente Orchestra. And I used to drive my father to the Copa dates. He would do Tuesday nights, which would be, I think, um, a salsa meets jazz or something like that. Village Gate on Monday nights, he would do Copa on Tuesday. Wednesday, he'd be at Le Poulet. Thursday, he was at Sequoia. And then Friday, he would do uh, uh, Tropicana or one of those. He would go out of town. And during the week, he would play in New York City. And I was the one driving him in his Mercury Cougar. It was blue. Okay, and then he had a green one, and we would park at the Copa, the one on Fifty Seventh Street, and put the. And he goes, drop me off in front, and I would take the drums out of the car, give him the Barbosa, and I would take the car across the street to the parking lot, and the guy hooked it up. Hey, Tito Puente's car, and leave it right in the front. So I was Tito Puente's seniors, my father's driver, when I turned the age of sixteen, bro. Wow, I was sixteen years old, and my mother said, make sure your father drives home tonight and not drunk or intoxicated so you go with him and i said i only have my permit he goes i don't care i don't want him getting in trouble and of course we never made it home we would end up in willie steakhouse in the bronx <laughs> wow and that was throughout my whole man i was 16 so you're talking about 1988 89 87 in there and the copa originally was on the east side right 63rd street and elmo El Morocco was up the block, so he wow. would play there. Yeah. And I was the driver. I was that was that was the, my dad didn't have he had a limousine driver too, but mom always said, Take the car, go with him. And he would pay me, let me tell you something back in the 1989, 90, driving around, he gave me a hundred bucks. And that was a lot of money back then for a teen for a 20-year-old or 19-year-old. And I was so thrilled. And then sometimes he would drop a little money in the side of the car right there, and I would find it. Because he was sloppy with it. He put a big rubber band around his wallet and he'd drop a 20 here and there. I think he knew that he dropped it and I'd find it. And I wouldn't tell him that I found it. And he's like, I know you're taking money from me, boy. It's tremendous. <laughs> it was great. It was great a great experience. Man. You know, listen, I talked to uh, the gentleman that's on tonight yeah. with us, Tito Rodriguez Jr. We talk all the time about you know stories and albums and things that, that people, you know, I wish folks heard the conversation because sometimes it's just absolute gold like the, the stories that you're sharing with us tonight yeah you know um let me let me ask you about this concert that you did this is last year though in puerto rico so again this is last year's concert mm -hmm. and and just i want to you know want to know what you how you feel you know performing in puerto rico with the symphony uh, i got real emotional that evening because that was the venue that my father passed away uh well, his last concert, pardon me, he, his last concert was um, in April, uh, pardon me, that, of, yeah, end of April, early May of that year of 2000. And I got to be on the same stage uh, celebrating a centennial. Yeah. With the La Sinfonica de Puerto Rico, the Philharmonic of Puerto Rico, as they're called now. Yeah. Um, emotional evening, wonderful people, 
I made Nivola was there, and my brothers and sisters. Uh, um, uh, of course, Zaira Paola was there. The great mambo dancers, Wilito, también on vocals. Otero, uh, yeah. Yes, Wilito Otero, incredible singer, young, talented, standing ovation. There were people on their feet there. Angel Velez on the conductor, and of course the the, the Philharmonic of Puerto Rico. I was very intimidated by the whole thing, the experience of it all. We had uh, interactive screen there where it showed Tito Puente with Santana and Armana Sante and all the celebrities on wow. night, an unforgettable evening. We captured it by the way on, uh, on uh, 4k cameras. So yeah. we're putting the really cool, uh, you know, video together for that. Maybe it'll go on YouTube or something. You guys can experience that evening, but uh, to be with the Philharmonic is the highest honor that you can possibly get as a Latin musician, especially from Puerto Rico and playing Tito Puente music. And I was really um, fascinated how they uh, loved my father so much. And by the way, the Philharmonic is much younger than me. Everybody there was about 21, 22, 23 years old. They're very young, but they were all inspired by Tito Puente. And that was really a magical evening I will never forget. Wow. You know, a lot of musicians these days, young and old that, I, that I've spoken to, they, I'm going back to this topic, they kind of, they don't really do the social media part as the way they should do the social media part. And you're somebody that keeps up, obviously based on the numbers that you have on social media immensely. So what kind of advice can you give to people who, even me, bro, with this, with this, with, you know, with the podcast, people get tired of, you know, always on social media and having to hashtag and all this stuff. If you can give a little insight or help musicians out that struggle with that, because um, Dandy Rodriguez, he's a, he's a beast on, on social media. Yes, he is. <laughs> yes. For, for, for a man his age, he's doing pretty good with the social media. That's my uncle Johnny, and Dandy's incredible with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he takes a lot of photos and shows intimate pictures of himself with great musicians. He's always around great musicians. Jimmy Delgado, Carl Parraza, you know, he's always around great, great musicians and he's always celebrating his life. I think um, when I'm doing my social media, I try to um, be transparent. I try to tell people, you know, of my experience of what I'm dealing or what I'm going with through at the time, whether it be walking through an airport in the supermarket, hanging out with my kids. You get to see the other intimate side of, of Tito Puente Jr. and how my life experience. They actually offered me and my wife a reality show many years ago. And, and they were going to come into our house and film us. And it was going to be called something like, you know, it's not Prince of Bel-Air, but Prince of Mambo or something like that. And... I always felt like our home is a sanctuary. And by the way, those of you who watch, I don't have anything bothers in my house. They're all in storage facilities and in, in studios. A lot of people think, oh, you have thing bothers all over your house. It's got to be music. There's no music in my home. I got Alexa and that's it. <laughs> so my wife doesn't allow it. And I appreciate that because we keep it as, you know, the Puente family home. And it was like that in my in my mom's house, too, in my father and my mom's house in Rockland. There wasn't any – there was a lot of drums in the garage, but dad would have to play outside, not in the house. Wow. And so the reality show thing, we kind of uh, bypassed it. And I felt like social media was just coming into play at that time when the Facebook and the – there was a thing called Periscope. Remember that? Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, we had that going on. So people were really, like, intrigued with that. 
And I, that's why I do pretty well on social media. I ascertain these aren't fake views or buy bought views or any of these are actually real fans that have genuine interest in my daily routine and my life. And I kind of give the Mambo Mondays every Monday. I tell everybody that, to have a great Monday. I try to inspire everybody on Mondays because I know it's crappiest day of the week and to tell them to listen to Tito Puente music, be inspired by Tito Puente's music. And to me, that's really like the, the greatest part of having the social media be a part of what I do each and every day. So I love, I love doing it and I continue to do it. So if you guys don't follow me now, follow me now. I'm on TikTok and or X and Instagram and Facebook at Tito Puente Jr. At least you didn't call it Twitter. <laughs> no, I didn't call it Twitter. And by the way, that noise that you're hearing, it's a little rattling. We're, we're, I'm in a, that's the rain. It's raining here in New York. So those of you might know, that's the roof. So sorry about the, it also sounds like a damn train. You're wearing, no worries, bro. No worries. That. That's, that's awesome. And shout out to my mom. She's watching. Love you as well. You know, she's a big supporter. Oh, bro. your mom's watching. Yeah. She threatened me. She said, yo, you know, come get these Napoleons after the show. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to get them tickets, T. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm. That's it. You, me up, don't worry, T. I got your tickets, man. <laughs> you, he's all the way in. I got him. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll send it to him tomorrow, and uh, I would love to have him there. It's, it's a cool experience to always celebrate our fathers together. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know, that's the the son of Tito Puentes. Uh, son and the other one is Tito Rodriguez, the great yes. Tito Rodriguez, his son. So yeah. you guys, it's it's awesome being around you guys and seeing you interact. I think the last time we were together were, was at another college event. Um, yeah, that was uh, recently. That was uh, November 11th over there with uh, Mr. Joe Conzo. Yeah, and we did a beautiful tribute to Tito Puente with my brother Ronnie Puente, who's a very amazing musician, and um, we also had um, Yolanda Duque. On that concert, and Mario, uh, Mario was there, Mario Grillo. That's right, and Humberto Ramirez, and Mario Grillo was there too, son of Machito. He was in the house as well, so it was yeah. nice to have the big three Palladium band uh, in the same room celebrating, you know, Tito Puente, and and of course Jose Madera, John Dandy Rodriguez, Pete Miranda, a lot of the original band members of the Tito Puente Orchestra right. were in and. Present that night, and it was such a beautiful evening. And I'm glad my mother went too. My mom was there. That's awesome. She had an opportunity to, to yeah, celebrate. Sure. So, it was a good, great it was a family affair. I really enjoyed that evening. Hopefully, we could do that once again, you know, in the near future, and celebrate all our fathers yeah. and all those great musicians that came before us. Yeah, and you, for me, I sat next to uh, Tito's sister, Cindy. Which Cindy, yes. Next to me, I said, "Oh shit!" Like for like for real, I had Tito Rodriguez. Yes. Yeah, it was so cool. I invited Rainbow, too. I invited La Lupe's uh, daughter as well, but I think she was busy that evening. And it would have been really great to get a photo of all of the you know, the children together. If all we needed was like Sita Rodriguez there, maybe Jose Fajardo Jr. Hopefully we can get every, all, all of the sons and daughters of legends together. It's a kind of a concept record that I'm thinking about maybe doing, getting all the, 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 the heirs of thrones of those great, great maestros together. And uh, you know, do a do a whole tribute album. You know, we could do yeah. so many so many songs. You know, yeah. hi Alyssa, I see my friend Alyssa there, and I see a lot of friends there. Bro, in terms of your travels, you know, and and states, and and you going to Hawaii, and you going to, what's it like to travel so much? You know, it's difficult. 
uh, but uh, just part of it's part of the job. Um, I feel like like I I I travel in order to bring that message that message to the newer generation. And trust me, it's 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 very hard getting up. I got up at two thirty this morning to go to the airport, and Mambo One Fair Force One Mambo was there waiting, and there was a little delay too. As a matter of fact, so I'm used to that already. And you know, it's funny because I travel with my father so much too, throughout his entire career. Him and Celia would get to the airport like three, four hours before. And see, they were the first ones there. And it just, they just, it was a, it was a, maybe he got that from the military. My father was in the U S Navy. Right. He was very punctual. He would teach me this. And I, hopefully your listeners are listening, or maybe young musicians or anybody. My father would say, quote, when you're on time, you're late. And when you're early, you're on time. Hmm. So I learned that model. And I try to instill that with my children as well. They seem to get, I throw them in school an hour before they even start. And they pissed off. Why are we here so early? Because I want you to get your higher education. Get in there. You know, you yeah. need an hour to get your you know brain going and uh, traveling. Um, I feel like I should be somewhere prior to getting there so I can actually scope out the people, understand the market, understand how each, uh, uh market handles Latin music and Latin jazz music. Cause the places that I go to, aren't really uh, markets for the music that I play. Right. Salsa Mambo music. I'm going to obscure places where I'm quote unquote middle America. So right. when I go over there, I try to meet up with young students. I try to go to the schools, maybe visit a hospital, talk to kids, the Hispanic community. I reach out online and I talk to people through Facebook groups and things like that and saying the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce of Idaho and the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce of Montana. I'm reaching out to them so they can attend the concert and show that they're not just these little pockets of Hispanics or Latinos or, or just people who love Mambo music somewhere in the mountains of Colorado, but they're part of a smaller, you know, and the world is a smaller place when you bring them all together like that. Right. That's a great photo of me um, performing with Timbalon. Those are heavy Thunder Tims, bronze timbales. That was at Miami Beach, and that was actually a fundraiser. And those are local musicians and local artists. There's the uh, commissioner. There's my buddy Marlo Rosado, great Grammy Award winner right there. Um, they made the street in uh, South Florida, Tito Puente Street in Woodwood. And there's some great, great, that's Chacal right there on the trumpet. The guy who does, wow. His name is Ivan Odio. Come on, come on. Then you can see some pretty, there's some, yeah, it's funny. Sorry, T. You saying that that guy right there is El Chacal? That's Chacal, yeah. He's one of them. There's two Chacals, but he's one of the Chacals, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Sabaligante is not there anymore, but he yeah, was heard. Yeah, he's a really funny guy. He's a comedian. And he's the one who did the trumpet with the black hood and all that. That is tremendous. So, yeah. My grandma yeah, would give anything to find out who was under there because that guy. Everybody wanted to know. I, he's, I think he's going to write a book. He <laughs> should. We need to on Seco back on Saturdays, bro. What do you think? Yeah, that was the best. Seeing something out there was the best. And we see all those great artists. And my father did that show so many times, too, along with Celia. That's amazing. Again, this is, we we could we could talk here all night, bro. We, we, oh, absolutely, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But I got to get up tomorrow morning to do that that good day New York show. <laughs> well, we want to thank Tito Puente Jr. for his time Happy. tonight, and and also sharing stories of of El Tito Puente. Uh, it's been an, an amazing evening, you know, podcast wise. A pleasure for me to have you on the show to talk about your dad and and give those stories and you know, meet your family the way I did and. 
And, uh, you know, where can people find you in terms of social media? We'll give them the official. The official. Yeah, please, yeah, please follow me and see all my zany uh, life and uh, the fun stuff with my kids and my wife. And we travel around the world. And you can follow me at Tito Puente Jr. on Instagram. It's at Tito Puente Jr., the handle. And then they're at uh, Facebook dot com forward slash Tito Puente Jr. And you guys could uh, see the tour dates and all of the great stuff that we're doing. The documentary series is coming along. I'm really excited to be sharing that. I will do an in-depth interview with you about that one. Oh, yeah. Very excited about that. And by the way, I got some hot sauce. If you guys are interested, I got some hot sauces. Um, And then I got these cool T-shirts that will be on sale starting Monday of next week. The Centennial ones. These are the Tito official Tito Puente Centennial shirts. So pick one up. You can go to TitoPuenteJuniorHot.com. Pick up the latest album. Oh, thank you. There you go. I got five-ounce bottles. If you like hot sauce and you like uh, an alcapuria, chicken, pork, beef, steak, you know, all that. The holidays, it's great for the holidays. Mother's Day. If Hey, you know what's great about this, the hot sauces? Your kids get mouthy. I put it in their cereal, and they're quiet after that. <laughs> Don't forget to pick up the latest album, The King and I, and you can get all that at TitoPuenteJr.com. That's the new website that we have up. And uh, all things Tito Puente and Tito Puente Jr. And again, Adrian, thank you for having me. I, I truly appreciate it. Shouts out to Lehman Center. Leah, thank you, Leah uh, Gramatica, for, for, for doing a, a great job in promoting Hi. this. And big shouts out to my brother, Ronnie, my mother, Margie, my sister, Audrey, uh, Tito Rodriguez Jr., Mario Grillo. Who else was up here tonight? Um, Tito was starting trouble, but we got him. We, you know, we'll yeah, yeah. Henry DJ, Henry Backspin, everybody in the Bronx looking forward. Big shouts out to my Yankees. They're training right now in Tampa, Florida. Very excited. <laughs> Spring training. That's awesome. And, uh, and I'll see you guys in the Bronx this Saturday. And all things Tito Puente, all things Tito Puente Jr., TitoPuenteJr.com. By the way, if you're in South Florida, and I've been trying to get Adrian to move down there. Yeah, man, you are. Yeah. <laughs> John, I'm going to you there, man. All you need is one good blizzard to come through here, and you're going to come down. Next week, I have a big Centennial concert. It's a free show happening at Hollywood uh, Young Circle with myself, my brother, uh, awesome timbal player from Peru named Tony Sukar, an amazing, amazing Grammy Award winning timbal player, along with his mom, Mimi Sukar. They will be with myself, Timba Live, Jay Zamorado, and a lot of many others. It's a centennial concert happening free at Hollywood Arts Park, uh, Saturday, March the 9th in South Florida. And that's the day before La Calle Ocho. Calle Ocho is the 10th. You play Calle Ocho too? Uh, I'm not going to do Calle Ocho, and I'll tell you why. Calle Ocho nowadays is all about trap music and pop music and reggaeton, and I think it lost. It's a little bit luster of salsa. So if you guys are coming into town to go to Calle Ocho, the day before is a free show, and it's going to be all salsa, all mambo. We don't really have any reggaeton or anything like that. So the DJs will be playing salsa. It's going to be straight up salsa. So I encourage you guys to come on out to the show. The Cayocho is a wonderful wonderful, uh, festival. It's one of the biggest street festivals in the Southeast as far as Hispanics, uh, you know, around the world. Uh, But the day before, we'll be in Hollywood, Florida, and it's free. So if you're coming down. Come on out to that. There you go. That's all. Awesome. That's it, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on the Mambo in the City Salsa podcast. That's Tito Puente Jr. My name is Aram Montañez. We'll see you next time. Go Bye. Yankees. Bye. We're exactly. Yankees, baby, all the way. <laughs>
That was my interview with Tito Puente Jr. We hope you enjoyed it, guys. Listen, if you want to see photos from this past weekend at the Lehman Center, the Andy Montañez Todo La Vida concert, head over to MambuInTheCity.com, click on Latest Concert Photos, and that will take you to my photo blog, where you can check out photos from the 37th Annual New York Salsa Festival, Gilberto Santa Rosa, and Tito Rodriguez from Hostos, and so much more. So we invite you to enjoy the photo gallery via MambuInTheCity.com. If you're on TikTok, Follow me. It's Adrian L. Montanez. Plenty of content there, concerts, and a lot of backstage stuff. So we hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Mambo in the City Salsa Podcast. Join me March 6th, Wednesday, March 6th, via MamboInTheCity.com, where my special guest will be El Merenguero Eddie Herrera. The podcast will be live on Facebook and YouTube at 8 p.m. That is it, everybody. My name is Jare Montañez. Take care.